0: It's Tuesday, July 28th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hell joining me in studio today for Motley Fool Rule Breakers and Supernova. David Kretzman. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks for being here, man. Uh, we're not going to talk about automakers, but we are going to talk about a couple of companies that are very much tied to the auto industry. We will also dip into the full mailbag. Let's start with Sirius XM. Stock up this morning. Second quarter revenue came in higher than expected. They raised guidance. You always like to see that, don't you? Don't can't you? Is, can't argue with that. Is there anything better than a company raising
1: guidance? Wall Street loves that. We love <laughs> it here. No, it's a good good sign for Sirius. Um,
0: I mentioned the you know the automakers. I mean, it it really does seem like the strong auto sales that we've been seeing. Sirius XM has been a beneficiary
1: of that. No doubt. Um, Sirius comes pre installed in 70% of uh, vehicles you know, rolling off the lot today. 70%? 70%. So Sirius is really tied in with automakers. This has been a huge part of the company's turnaround over the past few years. So auto sales is certainly a place where Sirius is. Um, really dependent on. Uh, Kind of a a headwind for the company or a challenge for the company has been uh, getting into uh, used cars. So, right now, the company has a really solid presence in new cars. Again, like I said, 70% of those new cars have Sirius radios pre-installed. The question is, will people who are buying a used car um, become Sirius subscribers? Not as much as people who buy a new car, but uh, still, as as this quarter shows, the company is making a lot of progress uh, bringing people in. you know to, to its ecosystem.
0: One of the things that we talk about with companies like um, Costco, Amazon, any, any sort of membership model, Netflix as well. Uh, one of the things we always look at is sort of the churn: uh, how many people are cycling in and out of that. And it does seem like SiriusXM is improving. Uh, Their churn and my assumption is that they're just and I'm not a I'm not a SiriusXM subscriber. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think if I had any kind of significant commute, I probably would be. But uh, but it does seem like they're doing a better job in terms of uh, the retention of their members.
1: Yeah, the the churn rate this quarter was a record low as 1.6 percent. So the the turn rate continues to drop, that's obviously a great sign for any subscription business. So serious you wouldn't think that a radio company like them would be doing well, but they've managed to really build this solid content ecosystem. As they say, content is king, and Sirius has really developed a strong portfolio of content. The company's making efforts to reach uh, its subscribers on mobile, give people a little bit more control over the content they can listen to. So it seems like those moves are paying off. And something I love to see with uh, Sirius XM this is obviously um, a John Malone <laughs> influence company with Liberty Media. Uh, they're really maximizing free cash flow production. So, free cash flow is up 11% in the quarter. Free cash flow per share was up 25%. So, the company's churning out a lot of cash, uh, buying back over $2 billion worth of stock uh, over the past year really really strong uh, performance of the past year, and you know the stock, I think, is, is finally starting to get noticed uh, by, by, by people.
0: John Malone's having a good couple of years. It mm-hmm. really does seem like any <laughs> sort of media-related deal that he's been involved in lately has done
1: well. He's not someone you'd want to ever bet against. Like, if I had a list of people who I don't bet against, John Malone would definitely be on there. Uh, he, he, he knows his stuff, and he, he looks for companies where he can maximize free cash flow, maximize shareholder value, and he has a really impressive track record there. Uh,
0: let's move on to TrueCar, which is the online car shopping site. They have not issued their second quarter results, but late last week the company issued a warning on those Q2 results. and the stock fell 45% in two days. It's back up this morning. It's I checked uh, a moment ago, it was up around 10%. Okay. but still, a 45% drop in two days.
1: You don't see that very often. How
0: bad was this? I mean, how horrible was this warning?
1: Honestly, looking at it, I do not know if it warrants such a huge. I mean, just getting pummeled. Uh, so the company is readjusting its guidance for uh, the coming second quarter and then the rest of 2015. Uh, guidance for 2015 is now between for for sales between 252 million, 258 million, and that's lowered from 280 to 290 million. So obviously you know, lower expectations, but even at the low end of those expectations, they'll they'll grow sales twenty two percent in a year. So it's not like the company is falling apart. They are hitting headwinds. They're having a hard time converting customers to uh, people who are actually buying cars through Truecar. Kind of headwinds also with uh, marketing expenses. Like Their marketing campaign just wasn't as effective as they had expected. So, obviously, not not a good sign when you're spending more money on marketing, but less people are (laughs) paying (laughs) through your platform. But, really, I think the question going forward for Truecar is, is this a temporary, Problem or is this a sign of things to come? If it's a sign of things to come, then certainly the the stock w- will perform badly, and that the sell off that we've seen in the past few days is justified. If it's more of a temporary problem, this might be a buying opportunity. The company has uh, 143 million dollars in cash, no debt, so they can weather weather this storm. They they have a strong enough balance sheet where they they can survive for uh, you know a, a few quarters certainly of. of you know headwinds uh, like this
0: do you think that they're also being and maybe punished is too strong a word but it seems like cuz again 45% in 2 days is a massive sell off and i'm wondering if at least part of this has to do with the overall auto environment where where in general this has been a very good year for auto sales uh, so it's not just that they're warning they're warning against the backdrop Of a U.S. economy that's probably going to do somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 million uh, vehicles sold for the year, and so uh, on. Some level, there may be some investors saying, "Wait a minute, this is not 2009. We're not in the middle of a recession." And people, you know, this is there are a lot of people selling cars out there. If you can't get it done in this environment, then what chance are you going to have when we do hit another recession?
1: Yeah, I think that is part of the problem. Is TrueCar will still be growing even with the, these lowered expectations. So part of the problem is the, the expectations for the company were very high. This is a rule breaker type company. So when you see a, a fast growth company cut those expectations, like you said, when when auto sales are, are thriving, you know that 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 does raise some red flags. So again, if if this is an ongoing trend from here on out. That's a really bad sign for investors and for the company. But if it is more just temporary hiccups, I think the company can recover. Like I said, they have a strong enough balance sheet. Um, Scott Painter, the founder and CEO of TrueCar, I, I really uh, I like a lot of the things that he's done with the company. I think there there is something to the platform to the service, but. Uh, these headwinds kind of came out of nowhere. So it'll be be something to watch. But in the meantime, <laughs> the stock will probably be volatile. So if you have, unless you have a stomach for volatility, probably sit on the sidelines for now.
0: Radio at full.com is our email address. Uh, got an email from Ashley Katayan in San Francisco, California. I'm a long term investor and a subscriber to Motley Fool Stock Advisor. I enjoy your podcasts and listen on my way to work or when I go running. Thank you. Uh, I own stocks in multiple industries. But I feel like I'm missing out on artificial intelligence. Any stock advice for anything drone-related or AI-related? I've been following AeroVironment and Ambarella based on your past podcasts. Thanks." Uh, Great question. I like that Ashley is thinking as I do, that the rise of the machines is inevitable. Um, <laughs> but he's also thinking in terms of, well, here's a way to profit. Why not? <laughs> we yeah. you know, profit if, from it? Why not? If, if, before the machines <laughs> completely take over, is there a way to profit? I, it 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 is sort of a broad question, though, because if you think about it, I mean, whether it's drones or artificial artificial intelligence, it's a growth industry. There are a lot of different ways to play it. How do you look at this industry?
1: No, I, I think it's a great way to look at it, is that the, these are uh, these are fields that will be expanding in the years to come. Most likely, just it's it's the direction the world is headed. So the rule breaker way of thinking is, yeah, let's find a way. Let's find the companies that are on on the forefront of those trends and see if we can uh, become part owners in those companies. One company, actually, that I think is really appealing here is Amazon. Uh, they have that Amazon Echo device. You know, it's the, the little cylinder you put in your house. You can tell, a- ask it, you know, what's the weather, or you can add things to your shopping list. It can buy things. It can play music.
0: Jason Moser but, has one of those, and he said the other day that um, <laughs> that he was struck by um, how good the Echo's hearing. Or it's called Alexa. Is that it?
1: Alexa. That's like the AI brain behind. That's the, yeah, the it's like yeah. Siri for for the iPhone. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, he was saying that he was commenting on how good Alexa's hearing is because there'll there'll be times when he'll just say something he's not speaking to the device and yet the mm-hmm. device will pick it up. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Well, anyway, the the hearing for Alexa might actually get even better because what Am- Amazon's doing they're actually opening it up to uh, developers. So they're and Amazon's actually investing a hundred million dollars in in developers who are working on Alexa's platform. So by opening it up Amazon is potentially becoming kind of the de facto platform for connected devices or AI devices because unlike Siri which is this you know locked in to Apple or you know Google's voice recognition platform Amazon is trying is is opening it up it's saying to developers go nuts you know see see what you can come up with and we'll invest in you and we want this to become kind of the new new platform potentially uh, so one example would be Say you have a, a connected vacuum. Uh, you could just say, "Vacuum the living room," and then it goes and, and vacuums it. And it could be kind of um, powered by Alexa. So that, that's one example. So I think Amazon is a company to pay attention to. Whether or not it becomes big enough to meaningfully drive, you know, Amazon's revenue is is, is a question. But I think this Alexa platform, this AI voice recognition platform. Certainly has potent- potential to become a much bigger part of Amazon over the next decade or so.
0: Well, and if whether it's developers or suppliers, and you know, you mentioned Amazon. We were talking earlier today. I think Google is in that category as well. Yeah. With you know, certainly, yeah, they actually um, have a quantum
1: AI lab. Right, they yeah.
0: have a, they have deeper pockets than Amazon does, but Amazon has demonstrated a willingness to spend money. Mm-hmm. So I I think that in the way that we've seen public small public companies that do one little device one whether it's sensor technology or anything like that and then they become the key supplier to a massive company whether it's Google or apple or Amazon or, or what have you um, that's another thing I think investors who are looking at this space can sort of think okay well well who's Who's partnering up? Who's coming up? Who's the small, maybe billion-dollar company that comes out with the announcement that they've got this new contract with Google to supply them with, um, you know, additional AI technology?
1: Yeah, it's important to remember we are in the early stages here, so I think we will see some smaller companies pop up that might have some sort of technology offering and and partnering with Google or Amazon or some of these other big players that are making some sizable investments in that space. It'll definitely be something to watch for. One company that has kind of an AI driven advertising platform. The stock actually hasn't done well, but if you're looking for a pure AI play, this this is kind of the closest thing maybe I've found to it where it's just the sole focus of a company. It's called Rocket Fuel, ticker uh, F U E L, and it's actually co-founded by a few uh, former uh, NASA employees who who worked in AI at NASA and diff- different things there. And they've also had a lot of experience in the tech industry. It's basically an advertising platform which tries to automate that decision making, so trying to figure out where to place an ad, and different things like that. And when you have an automated AI platform like that, it can scale a lot more easily than if you have a human making each. You know, decision along that process. So, Rocket Fuel, the company and the stock are kind of struggling. But if you if you are interested in just exploring more about that space, it's a company worth looking at and following.
0: Is it struggling to the point that you look at it and think, okay, there's a decent chance that two, three years from now somebody buys them?
1: I don't know, because I think there are other companies. I I think one place where you are seeing a lot of AI sort of things is in advertising platforms. So I think it might right now it might be a hard place to really differentiate your services. Um, so I don't necessarily see it as an acquisition candidate. I think the, the financial performance of the company is struggling. They're bleeding cash right now and their sales growth is actually decelerating, I think in recent quarters. but it could be if they do have a differentiated platform, uh, then it could be an acquisition target. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me.
0: As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.